Um, you know, you listen to the news and all the crap that happens out there, and sometimes it kind of gets you down a little bit, but, you know, the really cool thing about uh, being a Christian, I find, and it's what my sister always said, I know you think that you're out of a family of five boys and you don't have a sister, but there's a woman out there that calls me her brother, so that makes her my sister. She's from Rwanda, but I'm from Dutch background, but she's still my sister. And she says, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Good, good father.
Himself speaking, and I just want to hear his words. So, but there is this. I think, I think as a church, we often look out at the world as a sinful place, and the world outside of the church is just a broken place. Really, it's just a broken place, and here we are with a river of life flowing out of us. So we're gonna sing it again, and everybody's trying to jump all over the place in the COVID self, in the COVID safe kind of way. Yes. Just like I've got a river of life Thank you. 
long time. <laughs> While we're on the theme of blessings, there. And um, yeah. And uh, what I like about this song is that in good times and bad times, you, and Tom mentioned. You know, 45 years wasn't all good, like my friend said, 17 of them good. Um, there are hard times, but the hard times make the good times better, sometimes. And the hard times are kind of good too, sometimes, so.
home, a couple of days we, we talk about cleaning up the church and stuff. A couple of days we come home this week and there's flying all over the house, flying all over and we kill them all. And anyway, this morning I wake up and there's a spider in the bathroom and I think to myself, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and that constitutes a good week, I'm good with that. Um, worship. Amen. I think George has the lyrics to that song somewhere. There we go. Come let us worship and bow down.
I knew you did. I thought that would never hurt myself. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. In the woods. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I was thankful that I didn't hurt myself because I'm actually in my bruises. Not from the fall, but from everything else. But uh, it's just a good thing uh, that I didn't really injure myself bad, so I could keep on trying to get here. Or something, oh, yes. I think that's the end of the verse, which yeah. uh, is kind of fitting. 
I glad about that too. So. That way, when I do idiotic things, it's okay. Right? Right. Yeah. More or less. I have one more song on my list here. Parents in nursing homes and worried for their health, 
hospitals or whether we can visit them or whether we can get together for Christmas or so all this uncertainty that creates all this anxiety and yet in the midst of all this there's all this peace that God offers we just need to hang on to it so it's good to pray for that peace I think You look like you want to say something, Holly, but you're not, that the words aren't coming out. My brother's real brother, Terry, yeah. has a tumor in his throat, and it's quite serious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming real soon, isn't it? Yeah. One week, I think, or just over a week? Mm -hmm. What day is, don't they? Monday. Next month. Like, yeah, week tomorrow, yeah. Also pray for Jaden, please. Jaden. Vinny. Vinny. A friend I met, an older fella, 88 years old, and he had a bit of a fall, so he's in Roseway now. But at 88, it's not a good thing to do, no. Well, it's never a good thing to do. Pray for the churches, pray for our missionaries that are still trying to find the spread the word and all this stuff. And pray that we all, as a river of life, how does that sound wrong? Yeah, that the river of life flows out of each and every one of us too. That the world, you know, all this anxiety can feel that peace of God through us, even. sit at the back and pray and then walk up here. Please bow your heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we lift up our voices, unified in prayer to you. God, as George pointed out, there are so many things going on in the world. We need to stop and we need to pray. God, we pray for what's going on right now with COVID. I know there are people that are confused, that are scared, that are worried. And God, there are people that they don't know what to believe. And there's, there's people who are believing in things that don't make sense. But God, we pray for the people who are deeply affected by this. We pray for the people who are scared, the people who are suffering from anxiety with this. And God, we pray for everything that is going on right now. Those who are sick, those who are nervous, those who are whatever the reason, God. God, we lift up to you the lobstermen that are getting prepared to go out and fish. They've had a bit of a struggle lately, God, and you know everything that's going on. And we lift up our voices to you and we pray for safety. We pray for calm hearts. God, we pray for your balance. 
We ask that you would be with the lobster men and keep them safe, be with their families who are waiting for them. And God, just watch over the community. We pray for our churches, God, not just the places we gather in, but the people themselves who are the real church, the missionaries who are out in the field right now, God, who are out serving you. God, we pray that you would be with them and you would continue to give them strength, give them understanding. God, give them courage in everything they are facing now. God, we lift them up to you and we rejoice and celebrate them for they are doing what you have called them to do. God, we pray for we pray for Terry, for Jaden, for Vinny, for Carl, for all those that we have kept close to our hearts who are dealing with an issue, be it medical, be it anxiety, be it fear, be it anything, God. We lift them up to you and we know that you hear and we know that you are moved and stirred to action. God, we also lift up those prayers we keep close to our chest that we do not say aloud and our unsaved loved ones. Watch over them and be with them, we pray in your name. Amen. set up and, and done. Well, good morning, good morning and welcome. Glad to have you joining with us in person. And for those of you that are listening live, we're very glad to have you as well. And those that are listening to this later, uh, very grateful for you as well. We know you can't be here with us in person, but you are with us in spirit. And that does mean a lot to us. And I know I am praying for you, and I hope the rest of the congregation that are gathered here today are as well. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get the video up last week, the actual video of Sterling Stevens. There seems to be something going on where I keep getting told that it's copyrighted. I got copyright strike twice trying to put it up, I can't figure out why. For some reason it's just like, no, you can't put this up, okay, I will try again. And I'm still working on a way to get it up. We do have it up on Anchor. Uh, fun fact, when you take audio from a video file, it normally makes it a smaller file. Didn't do it this time. Uh, somehow it's four gigs of audio. I don't know how it's a four gig of audio file, but we're working on it. It's still up on Anchor. You can uh, check it out there. But we've been talking about the idea of celebration. You know, a lot of times we celebrate something good, or we celebrate in the midst of something good. You celebrate a birthday, you celebrate a Christmas, you celebrate an Easter, you celebrate when your team wins the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup, or no jokes, I know my team hasn't won it since 1967, and the chances are it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I'm a Leafs fan. <laughs> At least I'm not a Bruins fan. <laughs> so all the people out there watching that are Bruins fan, I'm praying for you. Uh, but we celebrate in joyful moments, don't we? And, you know, last week we had Sterling Stevens here and he sang and that was a celebration. 
And some people might say, well, how is that a celebration, Pastor? You just had a guy come in and sing. Well, look at what the Bible says. If you look at the King James Version of Psalm 98, 4, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the earth make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Now, I suppose dancing the Bible a fair bit. If you look at that, I'm pretty sure what Sterling Stevens did last week covered that passage exactly. It was a time of celebration. It was a time of rejoicing. People loved it. People were smiling. I've seen more smiles last week than I have in a lot of places going on with everything that's been happening. But we're looking at... Okay, lights are dope. Uh, but we've been looking at the idea of celebration, and there's an aspect that I, uh, I've been thinking of, and I've kind of been planning out where to put them, and it hit me for your guys' anniversary, it fell on this. So this is not saying anything, but bear with me. There's an aspect of, of celebration that we kind of take a double-edged sword to in a lot of ways. And there's something about it that I think we need to address. So if you have your Bibles with you, I would like you to turn to the book of Romans. Chapter 12, verses 6 to 8. Romans 12, 6, 8. And this is an idea of things to celebrate that's kind of a mixed message in the world around us today. As George said, we often as Christians, we look at the world, we see it as... as uh, a dark and sinful place. This, honestly, to me, comes more from a broken place, as he was saying. This, this is something that comes from a broken place, what we're going to get into here. But Romans 12, 6 to 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy... Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, lead and take responsibility seriously. And if you have given... if. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Mm -hmm. You might wonder where on earth is the mixed message here in the world. It's pretty straightforward there. You know, when I lived in Lower Sackville, um, there was an ad that would come on the radios when you would be driving in the car. And you probably know there's Neptune Theater, there's a few other little theaters in, in Halifax area. Um, and they would always seem to do the same plays. If they were at one house, well, you know, in a couple months they'd be at the next one, or next year they'd be there. And one of the ones that would always come on, and the name of it always struck me as strange. I couldn't get my head around it. I love you, you're perfect, now change. Don't read into that. But the name of the play was, or musical was, I love you, you're perfect, now change. That's a great message, isn't it? Just the title? You're perfect. By the way, change. You need to fix this. Now, when I was also a kid, um, 
they had a TV commercial on, and it was put out by, I have to look at the name because I always want to get the words confused as, uh, it was Concerned Children's Advertisers put this thing out. And it starts off, and there's like a street, like a, a subdivision street, and there's a house, and you hear a guitar started up, and there's a kid standing in the driveway, and he just rips on the guitar. And the tagline in it was, Nobody is good at everything, but everybody is good at something. What's your thing? The whole commercial is kids showing what their talents are, baking, dancing, uh, martial arts, bugs. There's a scene where one kid goes, my, my thing is sound effects. Here's a T-Rex, and he does a T-Rex noise. I had family members that used to actually poke fun and say, hey, there's Brad right there. See, you, you guys have seen me work with puppets. I like to make characters, and I like to make voices come out for the character and bring those things to life. I like to draw and create things. I had people try to shut that down as fast as possible. I was told, you'll never make money in doing that. You'll never make a living in doing that. I wanted to draw comics for a living at one point. Now I have people telling me, you know, you should take your art and the things you make and sell them. The whole concept of that commercial is talking about the idea you have a gift. Not one person is good at absolutely everything. If you think you are, you've just found out you're not good at being humble. Nobody's good at everything, but everybody's good at something. And it's a strange thing because both of these things that we just looked at, the I love you, you're perfect, now change, and nobody's good at everything, but everybody's good at something, are the two big things you hear the world say. And I'm going to give some more examples to it. And I don't believe it's because the world is entirely bent on sinful nature, which comes from the fall of man and, and all of that. No, it's a brokenness. I mean, you look at it, the world tells you to rejoice in the fact that you are unique, you are different, you are special, and you have specific gifts, skills, and talents. But by the way, you need to be like everybody else. That's just dumb. It's foolish. Yes, I understand working on something that you're struggling in and you're not necessarily the best at and improving yourself. I understand that measure and that desire. You are given a certain gift from God or gifts from God that set you apart from everyone else. Just, just a quick thing. Put your hand up if you've ever had to take one of those tests to find out your personality or your skill sets. Have you ever sat in that meeting and then had the person say, okay, you're highest in these regards. By the way, you need to bring the others up to on par with that. Don't do it. I know somebody's going to watch this and I'm going to get in trouble. Don't do that. That is foolishness. Why would you want to make everybody the same as everybody else or equal? I have friends who are really good at art, like their artwork it looks like you're looking at a photograph. And now they've gone into that same computer cartoon style that everybody else has. That's on everything. We've traded uniqueness for mediocrity. And it's the fact of the world. We're supposed to be celebrating that we each have different gifts. I look up here, we have this thing that we talk about and I've heard it mentioned, the idea of the poverty mindset for gospel. And I said, I've never experienced that in my life growing up in church. My guys are Catholic. 
And then I went to a Baptist church. And then I didn't want to have any part of any denomination because everybody fought with everybody. No joke. You want to see something weird? Go to a Bible college. The Baptists don't like the Catholics, and the Catholics don't like the Anglicans. Well, there's a lot of history there. The Anglicans don't like this group, and this group believes... Everybody believes they're better than somebody else. But they don't notice that you're all working for the same team. I said, I never saw this poverty idea that God can't work here or something. I've seen where I can't do something. And before I could finish my statement, it's, well, see, there's right there, the poverty mindset. That's the poverty gospel right there. That's the, the poverty. I mean, no. I look and hear you all different talents. I cannot get up there Sunday morning and, and lead music. Carla can play piano. That is a gift I do not have. Thank you for having that gift. Val can sing. Charity can sing. George clearly can play guitar. I can blow on a jug. That's about it. I'm learning banjo. I don't have those gifts to lead in that regard. I don't have those gifts to perform something like that. Holly can take amazing photographs. I can't do that. I've tried. My photos are not that great. I know Sam is great with engines, kind of like you are. Maybe you two could work together on something. Fits it back. I've heard that. That's where prayer comes in. That's a gift you have. I don't have the gift. No, but you, you know what I'm getting at. We all have a certain gift. Val outed Lee today and said, he is not handy with wood. <laughs> but we all have gifts, don't we? Right. I know Ben Bailin can make amazing glasses cookies. That's why I've grown as a pastor. <laughs> we all have a gift. So why do we have different gifts? I mean, we look at this passage here. Do you notice what it says here? Look, look, look at it very carefully. If you have the ability to prophesy, then prophesy with all the faith that God has given you. If you have the gift of being kind, be kind. It doesn't say, you have the gift of being kind, but your prophecy is lacking, so I need you to start prophesying more. That's not how this works. We are to celebrate the fact we have different gifts. That's how a church works. That's how a relationship works. You do not go into the relationship with somebody who is exactly like you. I want you to think about this for a moment. What would it be like to be in a relationship with somebody who is exactly like you? There was no hesitation there. Some of you are looking, you're kind of like, I, I can see it in your faces, you're thinking on it, and you're not exactly thrilled by the concept. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody just like myself. Exactly. We're not made to be cookie cutters or copies of each other. The point says that we are made to have specific gifts given to us by God. God has given us gifts and talents in different ways, and we are to celebrate those. Yeah, some areas you need to work on in your life, and you need to fix, you need to adapt, you need to try to get better in. Got it? Understand 100% good, golden, great. 
But don't lose sight of the gifts that God has given you. If somebody tells you that that gift is no good, tell them, you don't know what you're talking about. If somebody tries to stamp on a gift because you have a gift or you have an interest in a talent or something like that, don't, no, no. God has given you a gift for a specific reason. He's given you a talent. We should be celebrating that. Because you have no idea where that gift is going to take you or what God is going to do with it. But if you give that gift back to God and you say, God, I want you to use this, there are amazing things that can unfold before you. You have no idea what could be coming down the pipe that God has set up. We're drawn to be whole, aren't we? We're nothing like God. But we need God to feel whole, don't we? Imagine if God was just like us. God is just like you. Do you trust that God? I tell you right now, I would be terrified if God is 100% like me. God is different than us for a reason, and we are different from each other for a reason. It even talks about in that passage, the body is not made up of one part. If you read a little bit further, the body is made up of different parts. Every part has its own function. I've said this before. You're a spouse. No, no spot will you see this greater in any regard of celebrating differences. And those differences may make you want to wring that person's neck. No place is this celebrated better or seen better than a marriage. Your spouse is your equal and your opposite reaction. They are equal to you, but they are your opposite in a lot of ways. There may be some overlap. You're going to find spots that overlap. Views, ideas, things like that. Level of skill in certain things may be the same. But you all have different gifts and talents. And together you make that whole. Carla and Terry. Terry, you're a very, he's very, he, he's a very quiet man. I learned that, you know, two weeks ago it was shown. What is your, your secret to success? Carla spoke and he goes, yeah, that. You have different talents. But together you guys work great together, don't you? She nods, he shakes his head no. One of you is honest, I don't know. The corrective nudge. You two are different. Does it work well for you? See, he's staying quiet and looking at me with very panicked eyes. You're shaking your head. He just goes. You, you, you two are different. Does it work well for you, Charity and Steve? Now Charity's going to concern look on her face. See, these two, George and Beard are smart. They've got Matt, like, I can't see their faces. They're just like, it works great. Meanwhile, they're smiling underneath their mouth thing. But nowhere do we see it better than the idea of marriage. The idea of coming together and having two people join together to create and form one life. See, we all have different gifts and skills and talents, and we come together and we serve God, and we do all of these things. We're not supposed to give up a gift or try to make ourselves just like everybody else. We are to rejoice in the fact that we are different. We have gifts. We are to celebrate what those are. And we are to join together as one team to build each other up. 
and apparently have a duck. <laughs> that or I made a duck laugh. I don't know what to do now. When you look at a marriage, it's two people that are very different coming together to create one life together. And today we have two people that want to renew their vows. And I was told that before the vows are done or renewed, is it you, Carla has the song first and then Charity. So Carla, if you wouldn't mind coming forward and, and playing your song. I've noticed so far, there's, there's twice now that wives have smacked their, you gave their husbands a corrective tap. Uh, you can use that and I'll just turn it on and make sure it's on. Oh 
sideways you had the chance to run 45 years ago you can't run now as I said a marriage is a celebration of two different people coming together to join as one so Val if you may repeat after me I vow take you Lee to be my husband still to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death do us part, in accordance with God's holy law, and in the presence of God and these witnesses, I renew this vow. Now, Lee, if you would repeat after me. I, Lee, take you, vow to be my wife, still, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. To love and to cherish, till death do us part, in according to God's holy law, in the presence of God and these witnesses, I renew this vow. by the power vested in me by the <laughs> but we're renewing I'm not confirming as I told him you had the chance to run 45 years ago but no so that which God has set in, set in motion and affirmed 45 years ago in front of man and in front of his own counsel let no one undo we wish you guys many more years together. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I'm told that Charity has a closing song. Technology is your part. If technology is my part, we are all doomed.
each other here on each side. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sing this song, and it, I remember Sterling last week, he said that this song was very worthy. And this one is too, so I'm going to try to get it all out, get it all in there, but it's Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. I, I thought I would sing this song in the summer. I thought, I'm going to sing this song for my dad. I don't have a way to plug this in. I have a cord. That might work. It's just my phone. I know my dad will argue, and when my kids would go with them anywhere in the car or on any trip, they couldn't wait to get home to tell me what man got arguing with. <laughs> Trying to get it to open that I can play it. Nope, that's just. Nope. Yeah, I'll just put it over. You gonna do it on yours? Let's see if it works. Which one did she get there? Blue. Try that. Ready?